Are you recording? I am recording as well. Okay. Are you recording as fuck, Paul? I am recording as fuck. <laughs> recording <laughs> AF. Hello and welcome to Funny Books with Aaron and Polly. I'm Aaron. This is Paul. Paul, 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 Paul. Yeah? So we had some rain here. What? No, it never rains yeah. in Texas. Yeah, in fact, I'd like to point out, I I, I, th- I believe it was uh, early Saturday morning when our good friend James, you know, James from ManCon, that James, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he, he posts that it's raining so hard at his place that he saw a duck swimming in the street out in front of his home. And it was shortly thereafter that I looked out into the backyard because it was just it was it was coming a gully washer, Paul, as they say. It was no raining. People say it. I've heard them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I looked out into the backyard, and there is no difference between uh, the deck surrounding the pool and the pool itself. The water is above the pool and above the deck. I mean, that's how how much of a flash flood we were getting. And so I looked over into the driveway and the driveway is just full of water. In fact, you know, I'm, I am uh, second to the top of the hill on the, uh, where we live. And so all of the water in my neighbor's yard drains down into my driveway, which then tries to drain out into the backyard and then into my neighbor's backyard, my neighbor, not, not so fortunate, you know, (laughs) the house over because he gets two of us draining their water into his yard. So I'm looking in the, in the driveway. I'm like, Ooh, that's a lot of water. And I don't know if you recall, Paul, but uh, several years back we had a flood here and it flooded out my garage and I lost something like eight long boxes of comics. I do remember that. When it, yeah. I, I don't know if you remember the horror, horror images of me dumping my uh, wet comics into the recycling bin. But uh, um, so I'm like, oh, shit, let me go check the garage. And before I can even get to the garage, as I step into my utility room, water is about three inches up. And, uh, so we, we had a great deal of water in the house Jeez. and this is a long way of me saying that today I spent the day cleaning up, you know, cause I had to wait for it to stop raining yesterday before you could really get anything to dry out. Um, and you know, not, not a tremendous amount of day. In fact, really, I just, I, I lost, you know, the Chris, one of the Christmas trees, uh, you know, artificial Christmas trees in the, in the garage. Cause I have learned my lesson. The important stuff is up on blocks, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I am out there, and and I don't think we've talked about this on the on the podcast at all. But it has been ten weeks, ten weeks, Paul, since I've been to the gym because I, I banged up my knee, and uh, you know we banged it up to such an extent that that my primary care provider thought that I was going to need surgery, and he told me to stop going to the gym immediately. And so I saw my ortho last week and he said, yeah, I don't think I don't think it needs surgery. Um, I, I think that uh, that, you know, you, you've got a torn meniscus, but you know, your meniscus has settled down. I think you can go back to the gym. You just want to moderate your exercises. By the way, I think I am permanently out of burpees and squats. So permanently. Yay, yeah, permanently. Yay, knee. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, knee. Um, but this was the. I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, I was just going to say burpees are the worst. The worst. They, are, they, they, they are hatred. They're a war crime, Paul. That's they really they, should be. They are a war crime. Uh, I, I think that's what a lot of those guys in Nuremberg got hanged for was, uh, was <laughs> making people do burpees. Yeah. Um, 
anyhow, this was the first time I've really had any serious physical activity today mm-hmm. uh, in the last 10 weeks. And I think you, you I think you'll get an in- indication as to how sore I'm going to be tomorrow by the fact that I am miserable today. I I had to clean up so much debris that washed into uh, the driveway in the backyard. I mean, it was a lot of lifting and toting and digging stuff up. And uh, I, I am just about to die, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and well, so I, I, I think someone's going to have to carry me to the office tomorrow. Well, I'm glad that instead of dying, you chose to spend your time recording a podcast for me or with uh, me. Yeah. You know, I was going to take the, uh, the you know, uh, a, a big handful of oxy, you know, to help me cope. But I, I decided, no, I needed to be functional for Paul. So instead, I drank like four beers. Oh, OK. So, <laughs> Is that why I you're got, slurring your words? I, I got the podcast juice helping me. I just so. want I just want our listeners to know that Aaron yelled at me and said, don't drink so much before Rainsboro. <laughs> 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 and now listen to you the tables have turned <laughs> and now the foot's on the other table <laughs> uh well um you know this coming thursday i'm supposed to be on a plane down to orlando florida for the this coming thursday this coming thursday huh. for the start of uh, halloween horror nights however aaron <laughs> sir there, there, there is a category something hurricane florence yeah. Florence is on its way, and man, it is gonna. It it is looking like it's going to uh, cause a lot of problems on the East Coast this week. Yeah, very specifically, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, and you know, perhaps up into Virginia. You know, which is one. I live in Virginia. Two to fly down to Orlando, I have to fly through North Carolina, right. directly in the path of said storm. Well, I was looking at the uh, the weather maps, not for completely forgetting that you were going to uh, Halloween Horror Nights this coming week. Uh, but you know they've got that flying spaghetti monster uh, predictor maps. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And <laughs> it looks like it's making a a beeline to Virginia, Paul. I mean, it it it, is, it looks like it's got Paul in its sights. It, it might. It might. It is. It's like Jaws four. It's out for revenge. Well, you know, it, the storm is mad at you, Paul. I don't know why. <laughs> I haven't done anything to a storm in, uh, that I can that I can remember anyway. It's all well, that drinking. It, it, I'm thinking that you know perhaps you have not made the, a a substantial or meaningful offering to our God of Thunder Thor. Yeah, uh, that could be it. I mean, that seems unlike me. I mean, I did end up reading seven damn issues of Avengers that we're going to talk yeah. about here in a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, and that can have something to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there in a minute. Before <laughs> we get there, um, Aaron and I both invested some time in some Netflix. Earlier today, I, I returned home from a trip in North Carolina. Um, you can actually see the video on our YouTube channel this week. I've, I returned to the land of Oz out in North Carolina, uh, brought the family with me, and... Uh, I'll have that on the YouTube channel here shortly, uh, later on in the week. And I also, upon my return from Oz, finished Ozark um, Season 2 on Netflix. And I I don't know, you have not been watching Ozark, correct? I'm I'm curious about how you pronounced it. I've always heard that it's Ozark. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, was trying, I, I, I was trying to make the Oz connection, but it didn't really work. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought maybe you had been surprised. Like, oh, Zark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Zark. Yeah, no, it's, it's not like, oh, you wacky Zark. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, I've heard really good things about it. I recommend it. It is quite good. It's in my Netflix queue. It's something I I keep meaning to watch, but it's one of those things I'm supposed to watch with my wife and we just haven't gotten around to it. Nah, those are the worst. I am four episodes into Jack Ryan though. So. Oh, how's Jack Ryan? Jack Ryan is awesome. Mm -hmm. It is so, it is so freaking good. I won't spoil anything. It is so freaking good. I do. And I like that they. I like that they have completely retooled the character for, you know, modern times. You know, it's not Cold War-y, You know, it's uh, it's really retooled for like modern terror, that kind of thing. It's really good. Well, I look forward to seeing it, and I do recommend checking out Ozark. Season two is actually better than season one. Um, it's it is just an extremely well written, directed, acted show. Um, I, I highly recommend it. And if you ever wanted to know about money laundering, I mean, I feel like I know everything about money laundering watching this show. And I'm no, now I'm no. questioning all my friends. Well, and now if you just had some money. Yeah. Now if I just had some know? money to launder. <laughs> yeah, I, it looks good. It looks good. And it, 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 you know, it seems to tell a story I'm interested in. So, yeah, I recommend checking it out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, now that I'm done, I'm going to do Jack Ryan. I'm going to watch Jack Ryan. I'm not going to do Jack Ryan. <laughs> well, he he is kind of charming. So, is, you know, maybe maybe you do want to do him. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, I will also, uh, after Jack Ryan, investigate Iron Fist season two. So, you know, I had completely forgotten that Iron Fist was coming out this weekend. I think most people. No, I, I mean, I knew it was coming out. I just uh, haven't. Well, I know seen it that yet. we we had talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and you know, had just it had completely escaped my mind. I knew it was coming out sometime in September, but it wasn't. It wasn't something I was like, oh yeah, I can't wait, you know. And it didn't seem like Netflix was pushing it as hard as they push some of the other stuff because you get those little Netflix pop ups and whatnot. But uh, I was, I guess, it was Friday night. And I, I was going to, you know, watch it an old, just a, a repeat of uh, Deep Space Nine. And the little thing came up and I'm like, holy crap, that that started today. And so I, I watched the first two episodes and I won't I won't offer any spoilers here, but I will say that uh, the fighting is better. Um, much more interesting and believable that he's a martial arts master. Um, I will say that. I think one of the problems in the Netflix universe is that all of the the Netflix Marvel universe is that all of those characters are cut from the same cloth in terms of tone. You know, they've all got, you know, a chip on their shoulder. They're all, you know, brooding and whatnot. In fact, I'll say that that I was disappointed that the more lighthearted and friendly Danny Rand that we saw in season two of Luke Cage is not the Danny Rand we get in season two of Iron Fist. Mm. But other than that, it's really good. Okay. Uh, And I like what it's setting up and I, you know, I haven't read anything about it, so I didn't know uh, some of the things that they're queuing up. And so in in the uh, first episode, I'm like, Oh, had no idea they were doing that. Um, So anyway, it's, it's, it's a good story. It's a good story. I'm I'm digging it. Okay. Well, I, I will, I you know I I will check it out as soon as Jack Ryan is over. How many episodes of Jack Ryan are there? Are there thirteen? Uh, I have no idea. Mm. I have no idea. I'm gonna assume eight. Um, but I don't know. I didn't look. Okay. I just know I, I know I'm four in, and I love it. I got no. My only complaint about Jack Ryan is too many damn subtitles. And yeah. I wouldn't complain about the subtitles except that too many of them. You know, it's. It's got the yellow lettering for the sub for the subtitle. Yeah, and too many of them are against a desert background. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, I got old man eyes. Knock that shit out. 
I would welcome a Hunt for Red October transition from the foreign language to English. I'm surprised they don't do that. Yeah, because I'm just like, huh. Every time you get, you know, uh, two foreigners together on the uh, on the screen, I'm like, God damn it, I got to read this thing. <laughs> Plus, it doesn't allow you to multitask. And, you know, I, I, I like to do that. So. I think most people like to multitask nowadays when watching television. Yeah. Yeah. So it does make you stay engaged. And I think that works in its favor, but it sure does irritate me. <laughs> so. Well, since we're talking about irritating, Aaron. <laughs> I don't know, maybe we won't have differing opinions, but this past week, Marvel had a two-for-one sale on Comixology. Aaron informed me, hey, I'm going to go ahead and get caught up on this Avengers book from Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis, and uh, very sneakily per- doing his best Ed McGinnis impression, Paco Medina. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, assist on art throughout the first six issues. And so, you know... I had I had read this book and I, I continued to pick it up though I had gotten behind on reading it um, for reasons I will explain in a minute. But Aaron picked up all six issues and and has gotten all caught up. And so Aaron, I am curious to hear your thoughts. Well, I I think the story was worth telling. The artwork annoyed me to great effect. Um, I the <laughs> it felt like punishment is what it felt like. Um, I I in fact. I, two issues into it, because if you'll recall, I read issue one when it came out, and yeah. I didn't care for it. Um, so I got to issue three, and I was like, God, I wish I hadn't told Paul I was reading this thing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I needed to get to issue seven, and that was that was a slog and a half for me. I think there's some really neat things in the story, and I guess I should back up and say the story is, is that the Celestials aren't what we thought they were. Um that there is a an infection in the celestials, which is killing them and uh, taking over some of their bodies, right? Um, and it's changing their motivation, and they're here to destroy the Earth, and the Avengers are the only guys who can save them. Though it's not until the very last issue that they even figure out how they might possibly do that. Um throw on that, that they're not really formed up yet as the Avengers, this grouping of them. In fact, Tony Stark, you know, when somebody says, oh, great, the Avengers are here, and and Tony Stark's like, great, then we can go home, you know, because this team isn't the Avengers. Um, I've, the, the story, I, I, I really felt like in many places worked. Um, I particularly liked, uh, and this is the first time I've been able to say this, I liked this version of Ghost Rider, the one that drives the car. Yeah. Um, I've not liked any of the other iterations of this particular ghost rider, but I liked that, you know, he discovered, Hey, you know, I'm driving a tractor and I made it a hell tractor. Maybe if I take over this dead celestial body, I can make it a hell celestial. And he does. And I thought that was kind of cool. Um, you know, as, as, as you might think the way that the heroes save the day is that they all get to be, they all find a way to become as large as a celestial or many of them do. Uh, you know, Thor and She-Hulk, uh, you know, consume some, you know, Asgardian artifact. Uh, Tony Stark has a god killer uh, suit of armor that he keeps, in, you know, on Mars uh, so that if he ever needs it, it's only, you know, 45 minutes away or something. Um, and, uh, you know, Hell Rider ta- or Ghost Rider takes over uh, this dead celestial. And I thought that was kind of cool, except that with everybody being big, you lost the scale of the story. Yeah. 
I mean, did you find that in the artwork? I mean, I was I was I was I, so frustrated with the artwork. I was like, there is no sense of the scale on this page. Yeah, the artwork was pretty poorly done. I I I, I will say, I, I really genuinely did not care. I, I and I'm a big Ed McGinnis fan, but I thought the artwork was rather poorly done. I, I you know yeah that that entire issue, you know, that you're you're trying to get the sense. You were talking about the sense of scale. You're supposed to understand that Tony Stark is. In, you know, in in a giant robot, and that Hulk and and Thor are growing, and that all this stuff is going on. But I didn't get any of that until the fi- until the you know the the big reveal where it was like, oh no, look, everything you know they they really are growing right now. Yeah. Well, and did you notice that one of the Celestials is designed kind of like Iron Man? Yeah. And which so when when Iron Man becomes big, you're like, okay, now wait, which one's which? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the other one has the big, you know, thing in the center of its chest, just like Iron Man does. And I know that's got a word, the arc, uh, generator arc, whatever that's called. Reactor, yeah. Yeah. The arc reactor. Um, you know, it looks very similar to him and, you know, it made me go back because, you know, the celestials are a Jack Kirby design, and it made me go back and look at, you know, some of the celestial stories, particularly uh, in and around Mighty Thor 300. And I don't know if you recall that storyline or not, but it was very much involved the Eternals. It involved the Celestials. It involved Thor learning the ancient history of his father, Odin. Um, and so the the story that Jason Aaron's telling is not altogether dissimilar from this story that was told uh, by Roy Thomas and Keith Pollard and whatnot back in the day. And so I was like, oh, you know, I, I hadn't noticed, but, you know, I, I hope that Jason Aaron, you know, tips his hat to Roy Thomas at some point there because I kind of feel like he didn't rip him off, but he certainly, you know, decided to retell this story yeah. because the Unimind is involved in that as well. Um, you know, in that, in that earlier story. And of course it winds up being a thing in this book. Um, but you know, those, those, those original designs, you know, designed by Jack Kirby and then used again, those designs used again in that Thor story that I'm talking about, um, are just very majestic and very regal. Um, they are huge. Drawn those, those stories, really demonstrates the the mammoth size of these things. And with the exception of a few pages, you never get that, particularly in, in issues six and uh, five and six. You do not get that in this no. book. You know, and the, the art isn't the only issue I had with it. Honestly, I did not. There were I like the idea of the story. Mm hmm. Um, but the overall story, I didn't care for. I will say, I, you know, the, the, and perhaps it was, perhaps it was the art and the storytelling of the art, but it felt like the exposition was too expositiony and uh-huh. the action was too incoherent. Oh, there's a there's a tremendous amount of Loki telling you about what's happened. Yeah, and th- and you think, okay, they're doing that in this in this one issue, then we'll get past that. But no, I mean, it's every issue Loki's telling you about what happened. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's boring. I mean, it's just a big wall of text. Um, so no, I agree. And the the and I know you 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 described that Ed McGinnis and Paco Medina, yes, sorry, uh, switched off artwork and you know uh, helped each other out on the pages. I found characters drawn inconsistent from page to page. Yeah, um, like Captain America. Uh, does this complete evolution throughout the book. I mean, he is either massive Ed McGinnis, uh, uh, Captain America, or he is this almost 
20-year-old looking Captain America that I'm guessing Paco Medina is drawing. Um, he just is wildly inconsistent throughout the book. Yeah, I would agree. It's just, uh, it, and I again, I'm a huge Ed McGinnis fan, but the art mm-hmm. just didn't work for me on this. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I got to tell you, if, you know, from the pages of the current pages of Thor to to the uh, pages of the Avengers, I can't stand Odin. He's he, he is such a whiny, wimpy wuss. Yeah, I can't stand him. I, we can't do anything about the Celestials. <laughs> I'm just God. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. I wish Thor had killed Odin before he went down to go uh, fight the Celestials. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I had high hopes for this title, but I will say it, it hit me much the same way that the Justice League title is hitting me from DC Comics. Um, I like Scott Snyder. I like Ed McGinnis or uh, Jason Aaron. I like the artists. I like the, the, this is a dream team on the book, but they're they're writing it in, for lack of a better term, basically like a clusterfuck Scott style <laughs> of like throw every word every everything at the page there's no patience in the storytelling there's no um subtlety to it it's just a cluster bomb and i i really don't care for that well and can i also say in what world does dr strange not know what an eternal is yeah you know doctor and I, i will say for jason aaron who did a pretty solid run on dr strange yeah i found that his uh his dr strange voice was way off yeah uh, it was very unusual to me the way Doctor Strange, you know, he, he was he used slang. He just I don't know. It was odd. Yeah. No, I well. And overall, I just I think the, the first six issues, issues one through six are a dumpster fire. Agreed. You know, I think I think there are some elements to like, but for the most part, it's just it, like you said, it's a cluster. Um, Did you read issue seven? You know, I was wondering if you were going to. So I read it. OK, so I did as well. Um. I actually didn't hate that issue. Um, it is quite the departure from the the six issues that we just read. Uh, and, you know, and I, I don't know if this is an arc where it's just going to be the BC Avengers. I think or, it's just a one issue thing. I, I it was interesting. I, I'm I gotta tell you, I am a little fascinated with the BC Avengers. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with Odin and Phoenix and you know everybody else and and on that team. Um, this tells the, the, or, the origin of the very first Ghost Rider. And I thought it was interesting. I, you know, I didn't hate it. I didn't yeah. think it was good. I mean, I it was, it, it was okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you said, I didn't hate it. Um, I thought it, it was, it did a solid job of keeping me engaged, but it was, it was an, it was an okay one-off. I, I don't know that it, it certainly isn't enough for me to pick up issue eight. I'm, I'm, I'm done with the title. Yeah, no, I, I, I the only thing that will get me into issue eight is another, you know, buy one, get one or a big sale on comiXology for, uh, for Marvel. Cause, uh, wow. The, the, that issues one through six of, of, of this iteration of the Avengers was painful. Agreed. Yeah. Well, sorry. And the thing is, that. is I really want to like the Avengers. I do too. I mean, I was excited about this book. I'm excited yeah. about this team. Yeah. I think the team's a great team, but yeah, just did not care for it. And, you know, since we're talking about uh, exciting teams uh, it leading into disappointing books, I picked up as Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I will say I had no intention of picking this book up. One, it's yeah. an Infinity Wars tie-in, and I have, and I think Infinity Wars, speaking of dumpster fires. Um, but I liked the fact that this had Throg. Um, I like Valkyrie, 
the current incarnation of Valkyrie. And I, I heard about the last page surprise um, twist uh, as to twist. who's in the destroyer's ar- destroyer armor. That yeah. I was like, okay, you know what? I, I this does interest me, and this does tie back to a book that I did enjoy, and I don't remember the name of it, but the one where Valkyrie um, started Fear- trading bodies with this uh, defenders. I'm sorry. Fearless, fearless defender. It was yes. the fearless defenders. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so this ties into that. Yeah. I like everybody in this book with the exception of one character. Angela. And that's Angela. I got no fucking use for Angela. I don't get the Angela thing. I, I, I don't either. Don't. I don't understand that. I don't understand the the big announcement when it was made that they were going to bring Neil Gaiman's Angela over. Neil Gaiman's? Yes. Uh, when they were going to bring her his character over to Marvel. Um, I never understood it. I still don't understand it. She feels squished into Marvel continuity. She doesn't work. Uh, I don't understand. This is a whole other argument, but I don't understand why they've been able to make Angela happen in the regular continuity, but they've yet to figure out Miracle Man, Marvel Man, whatever you want to call him. Um, it, it blows my mind. It truly does blow my mind that they have wasted so much energy on this Angela character. And I think they had a great idea, this As Guardians of the Galaxy, beyond the fact that it's just a fun title. Yeah. Right? Um, but I think it's great to take all of these almost Thor B characters and put them together on a team. Um, I, I don't understand, particularly when you've got Valkyrie on the team, why the hell you need Angela. It point. makes no sense to me. And maybe and this it will make sense in time, but it doesn't well, in the first issue. Well, it's going to have to make sense without me because I'm not making up issue two because the story tilts so heavily towards the film Thor Ragnarok to, you know, yeah, such that very much so. you know, Nebula's in it, which is great. You know, why not have Nebula in it? But, you know, she goes off to make a master weapon. And who does she have make that master weapon? Space Dwarves. You know, that she then, you know, chains up and kills. I mean, I. I, I <laughs> well, and I don't recall Nebula being movie Nebula. I don't know when that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. But it, it just it bothered me. It bothered me. I, I, you know, I am a longtime uh, fan of Thunderstrike. And I actually like the design of the this new Thunderstrike, you know, Kevin Masterson's, Eric Masters' son. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't like how he's regarded as kind of a doof on the team. Um, when even the write-up in the back of the book talks about how he is worthy to, to, to you know, handle the mace, right? Um, it, it bothers me that he's, he's kind of written for, for comedy. Um, I don't mind comedy in the book. I just don't like... I don't like how just readily ridiculed he was. Uh, I love Valkyrie. I love Valkyrie in the book. I love seeing her fighting side by side by Scourge, you know, with Scourge. Um, So many things could be great about this book, but they are all dwarfed by how awful Angela is in the book. Yeah, Angela's definitely a distraction. There are aspects to this book that I like, uh, and I'm Uh going to spoil that last page reveal that Kit Loki is back. You know, and they acknowledge that he shouldn't exist. I like that. Yeah, I like that Kid Loki is back. I love the, that character. Um, and there are aspects to this book that genuinely interest and excite me. But, you know, from an overall standpoint, I just don't know that I'm going to stick with it. It wasn't good enough. Yeah. No, I, I think the only way you get me to buy issue two, Paul, is another one of those buy one, get one, or yeah. perhaps a, a heavily discounted Marvel sale. Agreed. Um, because, dude, it was it was not a good book. And I, I didn't – who wrote it, Paul? Who wrote that book? Cullen Bunn. See – he knows better. <laughs> he 
he's he's a good enough writer, and you know, I I, I got to be honest with you. If you're going to have Kid Loki in the book, why don't you have K- Kieran Gillen write that book? Yeah, you know, and I I'm sure he disagree, but yeah. you know, I, I get that. I don't know. It's I'm I'm disappointed. I'm there... I'm not mad. I'm not mad, Colin. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. Well, there's a lot in this book that I think would be great in a different book. And get rid of Angela, and I don't know, bring in Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. You know, I, I, he seems a a big miss in this book. You know, when you've got all these different, you know, Thor themed heroes, uh, why isn't you know Beta Ray Bill there? Yeah, but yeah, it was disappointing. It was it was a disappointing. You know, I, the books I read this week, Paul, were all bad. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not always bad. It's not always bad, but it it was this week. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Well, next week may redeem it with the second issue of Fantastic Four from Dan Slott and Sarah Pacelli from Marvel with, Comics. With a Dan Slott guaranteed appearance of, of the actual Fantastic Four. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, we also get new issues of a number of titles like Superman and, uh, you know, a couple of things like that. If you are on Comixology, I do recommend checking out. They have a couple of free Batman books coming out next week, and I don't know specifically why. Um, but Batman Lil Gotham, uh, issue one, it, and Batman White Knight, number one, are both free on Comixology next week. Is it because of Batman Day? It must be. Yeah. But those are both, I mean, White Knight, we loved the first book, the first yeah. issue. I think you guys loved the entire series. I did. Um, but Lil Gotham, if you don't recall that series, it's written by Derek Fridolfs and uh, Dustin Nguyen. And it's uh, it's basically just a fun, jovial take on the Batman characters, kind of as, in a caricature style. And I I enjoyed that book quite a bit. It's a lot of fun. So recommend checking those out. I mean, they're free. It's not going to hurt you. It won't. It won't hurt you. Other than the opportunity cost you'll pay. Yeah, other than the time. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, Paul, I I hope you uh, don't get blown away in the hurricane that's coming. Yeah, everyone. Keep your fingers crossed that uh, Florence goes out to sea and that you will get Halloween Horror Nights coverage next weekend. Woo! All right, everybody. I'm Catch sorry. You next time. I, sh- I shouldn't woo. I should go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You should not woo. Like a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of IdeologyofMadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. 